Je luistert naar een boodschap van C3 Church Amsterdam en Almere. Wij zijn een kerk van geloof, hoop en liefde. Voor meer informatie over onze kerk kun je terecht op onze website c3amsterdam.nl of c3almere.nl Wij geloven dat deze boodschap jou vandaag zal bemoedigen, inspireren en bekrachtigen. God is good. He is good. And he's going to be good to you today. He's got things he wants to say. Things he wants to speak straight into your heart this morning and this afternoon, whenever. Let's just create a spacious place for yourself right now. Let the things of your thoughts fade away. Let's go to truth. The truth sets you free. The truth is found where the Holy Spirit leads you. The truth is not found in your natural mind. It's found with the things of heaven. You are bought with a price. You are rescued from one kingdom to another. You live in a kingdom of light. And it is light that is going to touch you this morning. And invade your space. God is going to do a little bit of invading your space today so that he becomes bigger in your life right now, so he gets bigger, more magnified, more glorious in you. He wants you to be a monument to his glory. And God, we give you permission to move in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Beautiful. Fabulous. Why don't you take a comfortable seat and clap the band as they thank you for leading us in worship. Thank you for all our teams that make it all happen here. What a great teams. Did you just say I'm awesome? Oh, the teams are awesome. <laughs> no, I didn't say that to get praise. Um, the teams we have here are fantastic. Thank you. I have two glasses. <laughs> I th- we don't have a translator anymore, but that, oh, thanks. Love the hair. Thank <laughs> you. The story. Go, 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 please talk to Schwartz van der Klaar about the story of his head. It's beautiful. Um, <laughs> so welcome. Uh, who's here for the first time? Who can I welcome from the first time? I met somebody here. Anyone else here for the first time? Second time? Tenth time? A thousandth time. So good to, <laughs> good to have you here. And uh, we, um, we, uh, we big welcome. Uh, my husband Steve is preaching in Arnhem this morning, or he has been and he's probably finished. And he has created um, with us as the team a new um, uh, theme, a uh, new press, uh, message preaching series that we're going into called Praise Elasticity. I don't have the Dutch side person with me to talk about it in Dutch. And somebody came up to me afterwards the first service and said, I still didn't quite know what you meant by that. Like, what does that title mean? But Praise Elasticity, in, in the financial world, it works in Dutch too. The word for prize in Dutch, prize is also praise. But in the financial and business world, um, a small change in, a, in any price of, a, of, a, of an item can lead to a huge change in the demand for a product, either higher or lower. And the concept with this, with this um, whole teaching series that we're going to spend a few weeks on is that when you start to praise, when you stretch your praise, when you have praise that's elastic and can stretch, 
then you, you don't know what's going to happen. A little bit of praise can take you a very long way and can change your circumstances. And so I'm going to start off this series um, called Perspective of Praise today. And I just want to also thank Peter and Vilco uh, for what they do with Vision Builders. And uh, Peter with the building, it's a lot of work. He puts a lot of energy into it. He's stepping into new things he's not done before. So thank you, Peter, for being our ambassador as this church to take us where we need to go. Um, I know we, sometimes it can go quiet with this building, but we are, you know, we don't, we're not always hearing what's going on. But let me remind you, what God has been doing is insane. And when I tell people around the world, when I'm on the phone, when I'm traveling, they cannot believe it. They go away saying, that, that story is ridiculous, that, that God would work in that way. And we're in the middle of it. So just, just keep praying, keep getting excited about what he's doing. The perspective of praise. Now, um, who's, who, goes to, who, who uses Instagram? <laughs> Pretty much all of you. Okay, so let me, uh, let me take you to my Instagram account. We have Kramer, we have Ludwig, we have Lo-Fi, we have Lark, we have X-Pro, we have Black and White, we have Gingham. I know them, I actually know them off by heart. It's really quite sad. Um, <laughs> but there are a lot of Instagram filters out there. And, and, and an Instagram filter or any photographic filter will give you a different perception on your reality. So you take this little picture of Steve and me and Jake and Ben at Jake's graduation. Um, and Jake's in very blue. And, you know, I take this and I've rearranged it because I look at it going, I want to look my, I want my chin to look better and, and, and stick it out. And I want, I want Jake's, I want Jake's top to look less blue. I want the clouds to actually look much more beautiful. And I want to move Steve out of the way and I want to make the trees greener. And so that you have a whole new perception on this photo that I choose what you're going to look at. And we, we, we do that all the time with Instagram. And, and if I don't like it, I put it in black and white because everything looks better in black and white. Agreed? Um, so you can rearrange the whole natural outlook of what you're seeing on Instagram, on Facebook, on Photoshop, with any filter you want to change the perception of reality, of what you're actually looking at. You put things in a new light. And um, those filters, Instagram filters, they also represent a little bit about you and, and me and our life that there are filters, there are personal filters that you have on your life that actually um, through which you see, through which you interact, through which you engage with the world around you, and not just the world around you, but the world in here. You see through filters, and sometimes we're not even conscious of them. You're not always conscious that you're Dutch, or that you're conscious, you know, I'm conscious that I'm English, we're about to go into an English game, I'm conscious that I'm English, and you're going to know about it. <laughs> when I'm in that football game. But there are filters of our culture. There are filters of our education, depending on how we've been educated. There are filters we have of our own values. And some are natural filters, but some aren't. Some are broken filters. Some are filters that need to be healed. Some of those filters look like this, nothing, the, the nothing ever goes my way kind of filter. That you look out, your life and the world around you with a filter of brokenness that says nothing goes my way or a filter that says I'm a failure and that is a filter that you see your world through that you can't seem to break through and you keep failing or a filter that says I can't trust people 
I can't trust people, and so I may be rejected. And that's the filter by which you see your life. And they're filters that God wants to heal and restore. And sometimes there can be fresh um, filters that God puts on your life. You know, talking to somebody recently who nearly died, and their filter on life completely changed because of an experience that they had of, of seeing their life completely differently out of a sense of gratitude and, oh my goodness, I nearly lost what I have, can change your filter on how you see things. And what I love about what God does for us when we're born again is he gives us a new filter to look through life with. If, you, if you're here and you've accepted Jesus into your life, you are now a spirit alive being. You might not always feel alive, but you are. Let me speak over you right now. You are a spirit alive person. You are now a supernatural person. You are now an eternal being. You're not just a human being. We can often say, well, I did it. I'm only human. Well, my kids might say that when they were little. I'm only human. I'm only a little boy. Well, that's true, but you're not just human. You are more than that. When you became, when you were born again, when you were reborn in the spirit, you became a spirit being and a powerful one at that. And with your new spirit comes a brand new filter by which you see, you see life. And it's like a gift. It's a filter that's like a gift to you. And it's all been wrapped up in what Jesus has done for you on the cross by dying and by rising again. And you choose to engage with that new filter through your spirit not your mind, through your spirit. And that filter is called heaven's perspective. It's heaven's perspective, and it's beautiful, and it is powerful, and it is magnificent. And it is, it is oh, when you're in worship, you feel it, right? Heaven's perspective coming down. But it's not a perspective that's accessible. You can't reach it before you're saved because you're not born again. There's, you can't connect because it's not seen in the natural reality. It's only seen in the invisible realm. It's only seen in the unseen. You, you find that filter by exercising your muscle of faith and saying, I'm going to choose to go to heaven's perspective because it lives in you. It's not something you're trying to reach out for. God gave you everything you need for life and to become more like Jesus. The moment you get saved, everything you need is within you. It's just a matter of activating it and understanding the dynamics and processes that go on in you. And, um, and so this new perspective on life, this heaven's perspective, is activated by praise. That's why this is called the perspective of praise. It is activated by thankfulness from Genesis to Revelation, all the way through the word of God. It talks about when you praise your father, when you praise your creator, when you praise your shepherd, when you praise the one who created you and made you and provides for you, when you praise him, you will be empowered with a heaven's perspective that will steer your life. It will take you true north. And, and, and as I've lived and I've seen pain and beauty and I've seen people leave Jesus and walk with Jesus, I've seen people make commitments, I've seen people run away, lose their marriages, get married, I've seen people come out of ministry, run churches, and now they don't and now they're nowhere. And I've seen a lot. I've seen a lot. And I, and I know what it takes in me to go, I'm here for the longest journey. This is a long journey perspective. You have to have a spirit of praise within you that keeps you grounded. Do you have a spirit of praise? Do you have, like, I want to be known, and I'm, look, I'm still growing in it, but I want to be known as, as someone who goes, she's got a spirit of praise about her. I've struggled with that. 
I'm by nature quite melancholic, sanguine, but melancholic, and I can go, brr, and I can see the negative side. I have to work at this. This is why, again, I'm I'm always passionate about what I preach, because I have to go deep. I have to make it mine, because this has not always been something that's been easy for me. I'm much more of a reader of the Word of God than I find it to go to praise. I have had to fight a journey to get here. You know, the other day I was in a place where I was feeling fearful. I get fearful, guys. There are things that attack me, or didn't even attack me, a thought came. And the devil used it straight away. And it was like him saying, you just think about that. And I did. To the point where that fear in that secret place, I started to feel it. Because you do, you, you, you think it, you start to feel it. I'm feeling it in my body. And I'm going, this is not good. I don't want this. And it's real, and it, and it happens on this issue regularly. And I had to just go, Jesus, you make the darkness tremble. You silence this fear. You silence this fear. And I had to go to a place of praise, and that was the only way I could get myself out of it. Rationalizing it didn't work. Doing something else didn't work. But making God bigger in my mind, making him bigger than this issue, was what broke through. So heaven's perspective, um, praising him will change the way that you see your reality. Praising him will change the way you see your reality right now. And what, what, what this filter, if this heavenly filter comes along and it places itself on top of your natural reality. Do you get that? It, it, it comes in because your natural perspective will not enlarge you as a person. It will limit you. It, 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 it. It won't honor God. When David, in, in one of the Psalms, was talking, I'll get down here, I'm going to jump around a little bit today. When David was, was, um, was in this place with God, and uh, where is it here? I'm going to go here, right here. Oh, David. Where are you, David? Here. Di- Psalm 53. And he's being hemmed in by his enemies. And, and what I love about this, this Psalm is David is clear about the reality. Praise isn't like, oh, nothing's going on around me. It's all fine in Jesus' name. David's like, this is going on, God. I've got people coming against me. I'm having to hide away from them. They're trying to kill me, and this is going on, and this is the reality I'm facing, and, and, and this is big for me. I could lose my life. And he speaks out the threat. He says it. He says, like, he speaks it out. But then he chooses to go to declaration. He says, you are my fortress. This is going on. This is real. But you are my fortress. And I can rely on you. And, he, and, and what God loved about David was David cried out to God. He, he, he saw them. David had messy situations. We have messy situations. And praise is not about denying what's going on. Don't, don't get me wrong. It's, it's not going, oh, it's all spiritual. No, it's saying this is the natural. But by God. God, I've got a completely different perspective through praise, through heaven, that comes along and overshadows it like an Instagram filter. It goes on, and I can see this differently. It's still going on. I'm still sick. They've still left me. I'm still in pain. I still can't trust them. My finances are rock bottom. I'm struggling in this pregnancy. Whatever it might be, that doesn't change necessarily. But praise gives you a whole new filter on which to see it. And that's what David teaches me in the psalm. Say it as it is, but say who God is and make him bigger. Because um, we've just got to keep making him bigger. 
So I want to take you right now to Psalm 34, verse 1 to 3. Uh, do look it up in your Bible if you've got one. And uh, I haven't got very long. In fact, the, clock, the clock's got a little, little circle going around in it, which tells me I've got all the time in the world. <laughs> if it's not working, my theory is if it's not working, I just choose what I want to do. <laughs> so Psalm 34, 1 to 3, and uh, it's the recipe for perspective, for praise and perspective. Now, what I want us to do is I want us to stand, because I feel there are moments that it's important to um, speak out Scripture together. There's a lot in, you may stand, there's a lot in Scripture, a lot in Psalms, where it talks about extolling God, speaking out things in the gathering of the assembly. So, you know, don't worry if you've got a baby on your lap, but if you don't, um, I want us to stand. I'm gonna, we're going to read this together in English. We're going to speak it slowly. And I want your spirit to engage with this scripture. And let's honor this scripture right now. So let's say this together. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul will make its boast in the Lord. The humble will hear it and rejoice. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Amen. Come on, let's give scripture a, a hand. Come on. What a beautiful scripture. This is your recipe. You may sit down for perspective. There are four things I'm going to go through, um, through, through in the next 10 minutes <laughs> on praising God and getting perspective. One is this scripture says, I will bless the Lord at all times which means you and I have to remember to praise God in every moment, in every day, to get fresh spiritual perspective on your life. You've got to be praising, not just on a Sunday. It is no good getting in here and getting here, maybe even late for worship and going, I'm getting my fix. Because you need, you need a revolution in your mind connected to your spirit that happens every single day of your life. I can't do without it. Because that praise makes its way through my spirit, through my mind, and out of my mouth. And it talks here about praise will be in my mouth. So my mouth has to connect to the whole of me. Is praise constantly on your mouth? I got really challenged by this when I read it. I thought, praise is not constantly in my mouth. There are other things that come out of my mouth. And the Bible says you can't have, um, you know, two different springs of water coming out. It's either one or the other. Is praise on your lips. Um, we praise God at all times. Secondly, it requires us to engage our spirit with our soul. Because it says here, my soul will make its boast in the Lord. But your mind, your soul is made up of your mind and your emotions and your will. And they don't naturally praise God. They only praise God when they're attached to your spirit. David didn't have a born-again spirit. So, okay, he doesn't have that. He had a harder job. We've got the Spirit of God living within us. He didn't. That's a whole new story. It's a whole message. But, but we have the Spirit of God in us. And the way that we connect with praise is we take, our, we take our mind to our spirit. And we let our mind be enlarged. Where it says in Isaiah, stretch out your tent pegs and enlarge the place of your dwelling. I sometimes now see that as my mind. Lizby, stretch out the place of your mind. Stretch out those tent cords. Make it big. Enlarge it for the place of God to come in, for the power of God to come in, that I might see things in a spiritual depth that I don't see in my natural reality. We stretch out our minds. 
And so um, Psalm 119 says, let my soul live that it may praise you. Let my soul, my minds, my emotions and my will, let them, let them live, fully live to praise you, God, alone. I love that. And, and so how alive is your spirit? How are you feeding it? How are you caring for your spirit? We care, sometimes we care more for our bodies than we do our spirit. Feeding it, giving it devotional time with Jesus, praying, activating prayer and praise through our spirit. It is the most sacred part of you. It is the eternal part of you. Everything else will fade. I love that scripture. It says, when all else fades, I put it right at the bottom here. Where is it? When this earthly fight is, only, is over. You don't know when your earthly fight's going to be over. Neither do I. But when that happens, only heaven's joy remains. Only heaven's joy remains. And we need to, and, and that's your spirit part of you. Everything else is going to die, but not your spirit. It's going to go on and it's going to live. And so we need to feed it so it's ready for heaven. Not just ready for now, but that it's ready for heaven. Your spirit has another version of your situation. It has another version of your situation. See, if we don't allow the truth of the word of God to flood our mind, when it comes to moments where we need to praise, the challenge is we might end up going to our mind and not to our spirit. So... If your circumstances are troubling or your walls are closing in or you're feeling anxious, you'll end up going to your mind for the answers and you can end up rationalizing and thinking thoughts that haven't been renewed yet, like this is a waste of time, this is a dead end, I'm going to fail at this. If you, if you think about a financial concern, you've got two scenarios when it comes to something, we could take any issue, but something in your world right now that might be financial is that you, know, you can be meditating on a problem financially in your life and you can be trying to find the solution in your mind and rationalizing it and taking yourself back to the last experience of thinking through what the bank's telling you and you're saying, this is bad, this is not good. And then what happens is your feelings connect to those thoughts and you start to feel anxious. You start to feel a failure. You start to feel out of control. And then what happens, this is what goes on, then your will connects to your feelings. And so you make choices based on your feelings, based on your thoughts, because your spirit hasn't been activated yet. Okay? So you come to the conclusions and you say, hey, it's time to stop tithing, honey. That could be man or woman saying that, or saying to yourself, I think I should stop tithing for a bit, because that's my answer. I'll avoid the issue and I'll just put my head in the sand. I need some space. I need to figure this out in five minutes. I need to make a quick decision and I, and I don't have time to seek wisdom. I've got enough wisdom. I can depend on myself. Bingo. There's a natural perspective. Or you do this. Isaiah 43, 26.3 says, You will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you whose thoughts are fixed on you. You see, when you go to your thoughts fixed on Jesus, you'll have a completely different answer. Your spirit has an answer. Your soul won't give you the treasures of heaven. It won't. It can't. Your soul can't do that. Only your spirit can do that. So scenario two is that you stop. You stop your mind. You slow down your thoughts. You engage with your spirit and you go to praise. And you go to prayer. And you take your eyes to scripture. 
and you breathe in the goodness of the Holy Spirit, right? And there's a divine transaction that takes place where you suddenly realize that you're this big. The problem is this big. God is huge. He's massive. He's magnified. He's made bigger. And you find yourself standing in your mind with a whole new spiritual perspective and not a natural one. So now you feel different. You feel expectant. You feel excited about what God can do. You feel gratitude that he's in this. You feel empowered in a new place. And then you act that out. You step out and you make a wise decision. You keep tithing. Your spirit will never, ever tell you to stop tithing because your spirit is so connected to God. It's like that's how we honor him. Why would your spirit say, stop honoring God? Sorry, <laughs> I've learned this the hard way. So, 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 but when, so when you go to your spirit, your spirit says, don't stop tithing. You trust in your God, sit tight, wait for him to move, go and get some great wisdom and advice, listen to the voice of God and step out onto it. You see, we have two scenarios, spirit-empowered or just using your natural perspective. And praise is the one that activates it. When we bought our house just over a year ago, um, my mind would keep telling me a few things. When we went to see this house and we were trying to move, and, uh, and, and we went, visited this house, and my mind's saying, no, 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 that's audacious and silly to go look at that house. It's way nicer than the one you've got now. It's going to take some serious investment to make this work. And you don't deserve it. And, uh, and, and, and it's got a really cute garden, and, and you're not a gardener. You're going to have to learn. <laughs> and, and who do you think you are visiting somebody else's house that you can't afford? That all went on in my mind. But my spirit was taken over. So I had to deal with these things by going to my spirit, because my mind was telling me rubbish, but my spirit said this. You're going into a spacious place. You are, I'm taking you to a spacious place, said God. And, and, and I started to exercise my spirit of praise to get a whole new perspective on this. It was a choice to believe in God and not to box him in, but to release him in the enlargement of my mind to see what he was capable of doing. And that was meant Steve and I literally, and we don't always do this, but we stood together pretty much every day and spoke it out and prayed about it and spoke out the truth. Because if we hadn't have done that, our natural perspective would have robbed us of what God had for us. So we had to overlay a heaven perspective on this season of our life and go, that is our reality. And no one's going to steal that. Thank you very much. Give God a hand on that one. <laughs> See, your mind is going to take you to what the doctors have said to you this week. I just talked with a lady in the first service about some things and, and where her mind had taken her. And it was like, the Spirit of God's going to take you somewhere else this week. I said to her, you know, you, 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 your mind will take you to the dark place you've been before. Your mind will take you... To, to a dead end. It will take you to a place of negative grumbling about a situation. It will it'll, it'll take you to a place of despair because you're on your own. That's what your mind will do. But the moment you engage with your spirit and go to praise, heaven's perspective falls down. Number three, it's enlarging the presence and power of God. That's what it is, enlarging that place. So in that scripture, Psalm 30, um, 34, it says, my soul will boast, make bigger, Push up. 
It will magnify God and extol his name. They're all words for making something way bigger and larger and magnificent. And that's what we're called to do here. David says, make your soul boast in God. Activate itself with making God bigger. Stretch out those tent pegs. Make him larger than the problem. Fix your eyes on the problem solver and not the problem that you're facing. We often say that here. You have to take... You have to stand up against those little thoughts in your mind that take over. That God's not big enough. That, you know, he's not interested in my marriage. He can't solve my marriage. Um, he's outside of this situation. He doesn't care like we do. You know, he may not choose to intervene. Your mind will tell you God might not choose to intervene in this situation. He might just, he just might leave you. So your mind will tell you. Because it's not been renewed yet. We're still on a renewal. And if we don't praise, we get paralysis in our mind. Praise releases paralysis. That's quite a good one. I just made that up. Praise releases paralysis. A spirit-empowered mind will give you a new perspective fueled by praise. It's what Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego did in the book of Daniel. I love that story where Nebuchadnezzar says, I want you to bow down to me in this statue that I've created. And if you don't, you're going into the fiery furnace. And they wouldn't. What I love about them is they had a full stop in their life. Their confidence was their full stop. We will praise God no matter what goes on. If you kill us, if we die, it doesn't matter. Full stop. They throw them in the fire. <laughs> Jesus is with them. Jesus is with them and they come out, not a hair singed on their head. And Nebuchadnezzar says, we will praise your God. Because he's real. And because you stood there and went, well, praise him full stop. We have to praise full stop. I know this hurts some of you. This hurts me at times. Praise full stop. But that's the way of heaven's perspective. That's the way that we break through. And God loves it when you depend on him. He loves it when you lean on him. When my kids write their dad or father's day card, which they still draw and write, and, um, and, and, and I'm like, we're all looking forward to seeing it. Hi, boys. Sorry. But in it, in it this year, it was, we love your haircutting skills, because Steve had cut their hair the night before. <clears throat> you know, it talks about him being a role model. It talks about them loving his devotional world and him being down the gym. And, that, you know, that, and he's, a good, he's a good father. And when Steve, Steve doesn't read it and go, good and faithful sons. Good and faithful sons, you did the right thing there. Steve reads it with tears in his eyes. Because my kids love me. I feel their devotion to me. He feels closeness. He's, he's, he's smiling. And we've got to remember that our praise isn't just about lifting up God. And it's, and it's not just about our own perspective. Actually, it's not so much about us. It's about him. I've gone through many seasons where I thought it's about me, trying to conceive, struggling to do it. It's all about me. It's about my body. It's about my future. Not sure if we're coming to the Netherlands. It's about our destiny, our plan, our... Our, our, our direction, our vocation, finding a house. It's about me. It's about my house, my space, my dinner parties, my. It's not. It's about what God is able to do through you. It's about making him bigger. It's about being devoted to him so that he's able to move in whatever situation. It's not about if I can make God, me smile. God, make me smile. Make my life great. It's about us making God smile, our behavior, our attitude, our love, our praise. When we're together praising, it makes him smile. It grows our relationship with him in devotion. 
That's the beauty of praise. Can we have the band up, please? That's great. It will help me finish because I'm a bit late. We make him greater by the power of thanksgiving. You make him greater by the power of thanksgiving in your life. It enlarges him. And number four is this. In the end of that scripture, it says, you, we do this together. We extol his name together. We don't do this on our own. We're in the house of God together. That's why being planted in the house of God is so important. It's why being in connect group is so crucial because you need people around you that help take you to a place of praise. And in connect groups, I encourage you to make sure that you have moments where you are making God bigger by praise, to break through the things that are, that are paralyzing you as a person. Because when you've had connect group, when you leave, you want everyone to go out feeling like God is able. I'm this big, he's this big, and he is able. That's the power of praise. That's the power of doing it together. Pray and praise till something breaks. Pray and praise till the thing that has control over you, it breaks because there are the miracles. There are the miracles. So I want us to stand together right now. And I want us to remember praying at all times. Praying at all times. Engaging your soul with your spirit. Making God larger and magnifying him and doing it together. Friend, you're not on your own this morning. You're not on your own. And this place is a place for you to come and be lifted up to. And right now I want us to I want us to take a moment in ministry, just this moment to to sing a new song to God because that's what he's after. You know, sometimes we can be singing an old record, an old song like my Lionel Richie or my Michael Jackson or my record player going around. It's not, you know, actually that's not bad. But um, anyway, but, but you don't want to be singing an old song anymore. There is a new song for you this afternoon. It's not a song that, you know, we can sing old songs of like a song of worry. And I've been there. A song of worry, a song of anxiety, a song of despair, a, a song of me. Woe is me in this situation. Or a song that fills you with no hope whatsoever. A song of a lukewarm heart. Oh, I'm not sure about Jesus. Does he love me? I've got other things to worry about. Sing a new song. There is a new song in this place for you. Don't leave this building. I don't care if you, you want, you're, you're, you're pretending to watch football, but you're at the back there, still in a place with God. God has got a new song for you today. It's a new song. It's a breath of heaven. It's a new perspective. It's new shoots coming out of the ground. And as we praise Him right now in the next couple of minutes, I want you to just pray yourself into a new song. And I want you to go out of your comfort zone right now. Take your hands out of your pockets. Lift up your hands. Even if it's uncomfortable, it is a sacrifice of praise, right? It's a sacrifice of praise to Jesus. Right now in this place, we give you a sacrifice of praise. We give you a sacrifice of praise. There's an anointing in this place for a new song to come on our lives. And we take hold of it because we lift you higher. We lift you higher. We give you glory. Worthy are you, Jesus. Worthy are you. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain, who's seated on high. Worthy are you, Jesus. There is none like you. You stretch out the heavens. You flung stars into space. You create everything for our pleasure, Jesus. We worship you. New songs, new rhythms, new words, 
You praise, you enlargement in Jesus' name. Come on, let's praise Him. Let's praise Him. Praise in Jesus. Oh God, oh Jesus. We praise You, Jesus. Your name, Your name, Your name, Your name, Your name, Jesus. I break any chains here right now. I break any chains over you between your spirit and your minds. If there are areas that you are stuck in Jesus' name right now, there's no connection. You're struggling with a connection. You've got no words to say. You don't know what to say. I break it in Jesus' name that there is a release in your spirit to your mind that overtakes you, takes you to a new place you've never been before. God, God, renew us. Jesus, renew us. Spirit of God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh. Thank you. The praise is so good for the soul, Father. I speak out a new song over everyone here today. And if you're here today, and you don't know Jesus, you, you've never met Him, you've, you, you knew Him once and you've walked away from Him, this is a moment to step back into that relationship, to, to give Him over your life, because He has a new perspective for you. But you can't see it till, you, till you've, you're on the other side, till you've made a decision that says, Jesus, I give you my life and my heart, and, and I give it over to you, and I ask you to come into my heart and create a new spirit in me and a new heart. Forgive me from my past. Cleanse me. Create in me somebody who's new. And He will do that for you. I promise you, He will do that for you. But it takes a step of faith. It takes you to say, God, I don't understand it all, but I choose you. I choose who you are. And if that's here today, I'm going to pray with you right now, just as we close. If you're here and you know you need to make that step of commitment, we're going to pray a prayer all together. But I want you to do a courageous thing. And if you know you need to do that today, I want you to put up your hand for me while every other eye is closed and it's quite dark in here. I want you to put one hand or two hands right up in the air. Thank you. Is there anybody else here? Thank you, Jesus. Just put your hand right up in the air so I can see it. Thank you, Father. Thank you, God. Beautiful. See lots of hands in worship. Thank you, God. Anyone else here? You want to make that decision? Okay, we're going to pray this together. And I want us to pray. If you, if you want to make this your own, stand in faith. And I want you to come and come to the front afterwards and just let us know you've made that decision so we can pray with you and give you a book, encourage you on your way. Let's pray this together. Thank you, Jesus. That you came down from heaven to die for me. To set me free to put my feet on a new path, to give me a new spirit, a new perspective, a new life, to, to clean me from all my sin, to give me a hope and a future. And I confess that you are Lord. You are Savior. I give my life to you in Jesus' name. 
Spirit of God, thank you. Over these people, bless them. Fill them afresh in Jesus' name. Bedankt voor het luisteren naar onze podcast. We zien je graag terug in een van onze diensten. Kijk op onze website voor tijden en locaties.